Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, executive coach and speaker, and I have a passion for helping people make positive, transformational changes to their businesses and themselves and break through roadblocks to live their best lives. Let's get to it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm so glad you're here. We have a really fun show planned for you today. And actually, it's sort of a change of pace, which I think is just... um, really great timing because my guest and I are both in quarantine right now. We are both home with dogs. I'm also home with children and um, I'm in my slippers and it's just kind of time for some lightness and levity. Um, So I am so excited to introduce you to my guest. We are going to get to hear about her amazing journey into entrepreneurship, becoming an influencer, some life lessons around social media, because there actually is a good side and a hard side, um, and hopefully just get some encouragement to try some new things in life and get out of our comfort zones. I really just hope that today really just brings you some light and some hope and some levity um, and some encouragement to start your week with. So my guest today is someone that I've actually been following for a while on Instagram, and I have to say I was immediately taken by her casual and gentle style and her beautiful pictures of food and recipes. Um, So I started following that way, but as I started to learn more about her, the reason that I really wanted to have her on the show is that when she does her posting, her words, um, her stories, there's a level of vulnerability and truth that's present and just sharing her own life experiences and really focusing on giving herself grace and other people grace. And as you all know, that is exactly the point of this show. It's what we're all about. So it is with so much pleasure that I introduce you all to Gary Ann Sheridan, the owner and creator of The Peachy Prodigy. Gary Ann, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. And I would just love it if you would just tell us just a little bit about yourself. Hi, everybody. Yeah, so I'm Gary Ann Sheridan. Um, I run the page The Peachy Prodigy on Instagram. I have a few other channels like Facebook. I have my website. Um, but thank you for that introduction. That was so sweet. Um, I feel the same way about you. Uh, I love Sam so much. Um, <laughs> we've chatted a few times and we just relate on so many different levels. But yeah, I think something that I really like to put into my work is keeping everything simple, authentic, so that people can really relate. Something like a mantra I tell myself probably every single day is, Things can be simple if you want them to be. Yeah. And it's that easy, you know, you just really have to do, I just flow with what I feel. Um, My photography is really just sort of a reflection of me. And of course, adding into that, I love to incorporate some of my own personal stories and just tips on living a healthier life. Yeah, I, it's so, um, it's so interesting. Yeah. I felt, you know, immediately like I was gravi- I gravitated towards you and your content. And I wouldn't say that I'm a whiz in the kitchen. I, I actually, like, I don't, I don't hate it, but it's definitely not my comfort zone. Um, 
So I don't know exactly why I was so attracted to all the food pictures, but what started it actually is that my husband went, had to go gluten-free and he has like all these food allergies. And so I think initially I came across your profile in the pictures because you do such a nice job of simplifying um, healthy eating. And so it started that way. And then as soon as I started getting into your content, it was like, oh my gosh, I, this really resonates with me. Um, so I wanted just to, well, I want to say a couple of things before we jump into the interview. One, um, we are both in quarantine, as I mentioned <laughs> in the beginning, it is a very tricky and complicated time, um, and a very stressful time for many. Um, and we, the world is really on its head right now. And so this, this whole progression of the show for me, while we've been in quarantine has been interesting because I'm used to being in a studio and sort of having things pretty buttoned up this season. Um, and here we are, we're on zoom, we are recording, um, this interview. I'm in my slippers and we both are trying to keep our dogs quiet during the <laughs> interview. So everyone just roll with it. If we have an interruption of Basil, who's Gary Ann's dog or my dog, that's just the way it's going to go today. And hopefully, um, you know, I think this whole thing has sort of leveled the playing field and, and we all just have to be honest about real life. Like that's just what this is. We're just in the middle of real life right now. Um, so I made myself some tea right before this interview and I love the yogi tea that has the tea messages on it. And so I just have to tell you, Gary, on that my, my tea message today is let your heart speak to others' hearts. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so perfect. That's like exactly what we're about to do. That is so perfect. I know. I loved it. Um, okay. So I want to just briefly tell everyone about how we met. So obviously I mentioned that I had been following you on social media and um, anyone that's listened to me for a while knows that I have had, have dealt with huge imposter syndrome in this podcast and radio space. And so I, over time, I have a guest list and then I have this like guest list that's, um, sort of a dream guest list of people that are not in my life right now that I would love to interview, but, um, sort of go into it, assuming that like, sort of like, why would they want to talk to me or why would they say yes to me? Um, which is its own conversation that we can have another time. But <laughs> I, but so I really was interested in having you on. And at one point, um, several weeks ago, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to start reaching out to some of the people on this list. And you were on that list. Um, oh. and I know. And so you responded to me right away and were so warm and gracious. And I just, I I'm telling that story because I don't know that you probably know how much that meant to me, um, for you just to engage with me. And, you know, I'm so new to all of this. And I also just want it to be an encouragement for anyone listening that maybe has something that they want to do or are feeling nudged to do. And they're a little bit nervous or afraid to do it, or they're assuming, um, before they even try that it's not for them or it's not available to them, um, that you should try you. I mean, the way that I started thinking about it in the words of a good friend of mine, Shay Bearfield, like you weren't in my life necessarily before this. And so even if you didn't respond, the result was the same. You still weren't in my life. And it turned out that you did respond and now you are in my life. And I'm super grateful for that. 
Well, I'm so grateful that you reached out. I think for me, if I open up, you know, a, a message or email from somebody asking me to be a part of their podcast or show or just wants to work together in any form, I think that that is so beautiful that somebody wants to work with me. And of course, I want to give you the time of day. And you're such a lovely person. And I love everything you represent in your podcast. It's truly we need more of it in our world. So thank you for reaching out. I'm so excited to be here. And I feel like we have so much to talk about. Oh my gosh. We have so much to talk about. I de- I definitely, as with a lot of my guests, I predict a second episode. So <laughs> we will, we will get through as much as we can today. Um, so I want to just briefly touch on what's happening in our world right now. So you're in Albany, correct? You have been hit really hard. So tell me, um, I know that you personally have had quite a few plans go astray. So I wonder if you'll just tell a little bit about um, how this is impacting you personally um, and maybe share in this time of craziness, what is keeping you sane and what's maybe one blessing that's coming out of this time? Yeah. So I feel like when COVID really started to emerge New York State and it just kind of took over New York big time. Um, I work from home so it was really easy for me to sort of adjust initially to the concept of working from home. It was a bit different because now I don't have my coffee shop to go to. Mm -hmm. I don't have my typical dog park to bring my dog to to get energy out. Everything had to be adjusted a little bit but nothing nearly as much as others like I could imagine. Um, and then my fiance, we are supposed to get married in June and we just postponed two days ago. So it's postponed, but honestly, that is like not that important to us right now. We just Mm -hmm. care about being of our loved ones. Um, but I think an adjustment, it was scary because Chris is still working. He is considered Mm -hmm. an essential worker. So for us, it's my mom and my dad. We can't see them. My mom is currently going through chemo. So Chris working, if he comes home to me, I can't then bring her to her appointment. So, you know, it's a big, it just goes down the ladder. Yeah. So it's been an adjustment. And I think how we were just talking about this before, Sam, how in the beginning, we were very optimistic about mm-hmm. keeping mindset and finding ways to work out from home and keep busy and just be, you know, like ready to go every single day. And that's just simply not how it could possibly be right now. There's a lot going on. It's very stressful. Everyone is so different. None of us have ever experienced anything like this before. And I think just taking time to do what feels good for you and not obsessing over completing tasks and listening to what others are saying on the internet, I think it truly is a time to reflect inward and just focus on your well-being. I I love that. And I, I know we were talking about this before we started recording. I'm so with you on that. I mean, like I said, I started, I've been very, um, I think, humbled through this process in a really lovely way. I feel like, you know, I started out this journey. I I think I said the first two weeks, I was like, I'm so strong and I'm so positive and I put positive in to me and I feed myself positive things. And I'm going to be, you know, I was like, I'm going to end this thing being in the best shape and, you know, mentally stronger and my house is going to be organized and all of these things that actually don't really matter. Um, 
and so that was the first two weeks. And then these last two weeks, I, it's been really hard. And I suddenly, it suddenly dawned on me like, okay, so there, I started out making this hard for myself because I was so focused on adding and I put a lot of pressure and expectations on myself around like now I have more time. And so I should be doing all of these things. And yeah. that became a source of anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I think now, like I have realized in the, over the last two weeks and especially this week, it literally has become like, I need to breathe. I need to take care of myself and do the things that I know help me feel calm and I need to engage and be present with my family. Absolutely. And it really like you, I mean, you have some really major things going on. You know, I'm so sorry to hear about your mom, um, in chemo and you know, your fiance working and it's, it's really lovely. I think that you have the perspective that even postponing a wedding, which is such an important part of, you know, so many people's lives that, that mm -hmm. even, um, you're being so impacted personally by this and to just be able to distill it down to the only thing that matters is the ones that we love, like the health and, and the ones that we love. So that's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Um, again, back to the things can be simple if you want them to be. Yeah. If I love that not obsessing, not beating yourself up, not uh, making yourself sad because you can't be with your parents or getting angry at your fiance because he's still working because that yes. is a privilege. So yes. it's keeping calm and doing what is best for you. And I think that is something that we all can take from. Yeah, it's true. And everybody's so different. I mean, and it's, um, I mean, I always, I'm, I'm always pretty vulnerable on this podcast, but my husband also is, um, he is still working. He's considered essential. And it's, um, it's interesting because it's, it is such a blessing. It's such a privilege. And I feel like I generally have pretty good perspective on that stuff, but I have felt myself in my most anxious moments being really irritated that he's not here with me, like right. experiencing the same things I'm experiencing because I'm trying to work from home and, and kids and all these things. It's right. really a, a weird range of emotions. And part of my brain is saying, um, that's not important. Like you mm -hmm. have to let it go. And the other part of my brain, it's like they're fighting against each other a little bit. So, um, yeah, it is. It's hard. So what, so what would you say is one blessing that's coming out of this time for you? Um, blessing with definite, I feel like I always say this, but it's definitely Basil, my dog. Oh, I love that. I feel like humans are just <clears throat> not deserving of these creatures. They are so amazing. And with Basil, um, she just can read me from a mile away. She knows if I'm having a stressful day and she truly does know how to call me. Um, it's, I don't know. I just love her. I'm so thankful for her. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love, we have, um, we have three dogs, but we have one dog in particular, Jim, who is, um, human's name. He I, is, he is the best. He is just like that. And he lays by me the whole day long, um, and just watches me. And I feel like he knows when I'm having a hard time. Um, and he is just a total light. I'm so with you. And he's quite happy with 
all of his family around right now. He's really like loving it. So that is a blessing that's come out of this for me too. I love it. Okay. So let's take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to do some really fun, we're going to have some fun conversation around your entry into entrepreneurship, being an influencer. I know you have a really cool story. um, And I think it's going to be really encouraging to a lot of people who who are in the messy middle of starting something new or just on the verge. So everyone, you are listening to Sam Willing on the Imperfection Wins Show, KKNW 1150. And we will be right back. This show is sponsored by Urban Restoration, the Eastside's premier builder for remodeling, new construction, and so much more. With over 20 years of experience, the team at Urban Restoration has built a foundation of integrity, trust, superior craftsmanship, and personal accountability to clients. Whether you are building a new home, doing a total home remodel, or even a small project, the experienced team at Urban Restoration will walk you through the process and leave you with the results you desire. Client satisfaction and relationships rule at Urban Restoration. If you are located on the greater east side and looking for a contractor you can trust, visit the Urban Restoration website at ur-build.com. That's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for contact information and to check out pictures of their amazing craftsmanship. Again, that's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for Urban Restoration. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I am here today with Gary Ann Sheridan. She is the fabulous creator and owner of The Peachy Prodigy, and she is telling us all about her journey into entrepreneurship. And so um, I am so curious. You have, you uh, just from looking at your content and your posts and some of your stories, I can, like, it is very obvious that you have a total love of art and food. So tell me just what is that rooted in for you? Where did it come from? How did it all start? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I've never really discussed this before. So it's oh, fun. Time, but uh, so a little bit about me starting way back. I'm from a very small town in upstate New York. Um, my graduating class, I think, was like 115 students. Very small. Mm-hmm. Um, played sports. I had good grades. I went to parties, etc. But nothing ever filled me up as much as art or creating in a sense with my passion. Um, I just love to create with like deep meaning behind it always since I can remember. Um, So I come from a really big family and both sides are just packed full with artists. I have loved art since I've been a kid. My passion for art definitely came before I found my passion for food but I think they blend together so beautifully. Mm-hmm. My interest in clean whole food developed due to several different factors, but I feel like I'll just skip to where I really started to becoming diligent with what I was consuming. Um, I would say mostly because in my early 20s, I could barely keep down food. I had gotten this really severe food poisoning, which then turned into sepsis. And after healing from this in the hospital for like a week and a half, my body was an absolute mess. Um, And because everything made me sick after this, because my stomach was just ripped apart, 
because of the sepsis, bringing down my immune system, et cetera. So I really just had to rebuild my stomach lining, which easily took me, I would say like five to six years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And everything I ate would just tear apart my stomach, make me bloated. So I just decided to educate myself more on what foods I was putting into my body reading ingredients thoroughly, making sure the list of ingredients wasn't a mile long or loaded up with food additives because I truly had no other option at this point. So I really started that while I was in California, which now is about three years ago. Okay. Yeah. And so when I was in Cali, I actually was an artist while this is what I'm trying to get to while I artist is when I was really dealing with a lot of these stomach issues. Um, so this was probably two years before I started the peachy prodigy and the transition over to the peachy prodigy has been amazing because it fully incorporates everything I love and everything I've become passionate about over time with this stomach problem. So designing my website and logo and creating recipes and the photography behind it. I love all that stuff so much. And then to also include clean recipes and helpful content is just like the best. That's so, so I have a question about back to, um, growing up. So did you have, were either of your parents artists, did you have any sort of influence in your life that was really nurturing that? Or is that something that what you were, you think you were born with? Um, my, so my mom is an artist and her mother was an artist. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. And my dad's side, there's a bunch of artists too, but my dad was an engineer, so I definitely have that artsy side in my blood, I would say. Yeah, and was it always painting or sculpting, or what, what kind of art did you do the most of? I would say I just would create with everything, but I would say painting was my favorite, and right now I'm currently really getting into watercolor, which is super fun because I've never been involved in watercolor. but all art. I love all art. And so do, are you still, is that still something that you want to do professionally or do you, is that something at this point that's more relaxing and fun for you? I think the actual art, like the painting and the watercoloring is definitely more of a therapy for me. It's yeah. more of a, and I feel like the peachy prodigy in my business is really fun because I'm able to pull out that artistic side and use it towards my photography and my mm-hmm. caption, my feed and my website. But I also have been able to turn that into a business, which is the best feeling. It is the most amazing thing. So that yes. is what I have so many questions about how that happens. So you, so you have this love and passion for art. You then develop this love and passion for food. Um, and so what intrigues me, and I think it's because this is not natural for me, what intrigues me is that you create recipes. So mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. I, I just find it really amazing. And so I'm curious about how you took that passion for food um, as you started to experience all the benefits of whole healthy eating yourself and, and how you actually turned it into a business. And then like, what was the point where you said to yourself, I think, I think I could make money doing this. And you like took that leap. So can you just walk us through that part of your story? 
Yeah. So I feel like when I started eating healthy, um, it's just so much to learn. There's so much information out there about the food you're consuming. And it really does take a lot of time to edu educate yourself on it. Um, so it really took me, I would say, a span of like five years to get to a point where I was comfortable making my own recipes, understanding ingredients. Um, and I knew I wanted to help others who were potentially experiencing what I had gone through. And I, I wanted to kind of share information that was easy to understand because it wasn't that easy for me. And I had no answers and I really had to figure out a lot on my own. I really had to do a lot of research. Um, I put a lot of, a lot of time aside for this. So I wanted to be able to create a platform that was helpful to people and it was easy to understand. Um, but at the time, right before I started the Peach Prodigy, I was a school teacher. So I had moved back home to New York from Cali and I was working nonstop, hours were crazy, and I was mm -hmm. tired because I'm working with kids all the time. Yeah. And I would always bring in recipes for my coworkers, and they were like, these are amazing. Like, these are vegan. These are gluten-free. Like, they would freak out about it. And I was just like, yeah, you know, it's really not that hard. And I was constantly writing down recipes, handing out recipes. Um, my mom had a friend who would call me ever so often we would meet up at the local co-op and I would go grocery shopping with her. So it, it got to a point where my coworker was like, you know, I could really see you just starting an Instagram page and like taking off with it. And as soon as she said it, I was like, she is absolutely right. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. So basically what happened was I took her, I took her compliment and I just saved up money for, I would say, a month or two and I quit my job and I went in full force. Um, I mean, it's my passion and I knew that I had nothing else to rely on. So that was definitely a very big push for me to, you know, get it done and reach out where I can to people and just grow beyond my patterns in a way that can also bring an income. That's amazing. So I'm curious when you decided, when you were finally like, this is my calling um, because this is, this hits very close to home for me because I am working full time um, and my job is really busy and um, fairly high stress, but I love it, but, it, but it's fairly high stress. Um, and, but my heart and my passion is in this, in imperfection wins and all of the things that are starting to grow. And so I'm trying to do both simultaneously and I'm tired, but I also feel I've had moments where I've thought, well, what would my life be like if I just said like imperfection wins, that was fun. And that was a thing that I did and now it's over and I'm just going to just do my job. I'm just going to have a more simple life and, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do my job. And when I even think about giving imperfection wins up, it actually makes me feel physically ill. Like I feel mm -hmm. really sad, even mm -hmm. at the thought. And so then I think, okay, so that's not an option for me right now. Um, so I think I'm curious for you when you finally were like, this is it, I'm going to go for it. You saved up your money and you're like, I'm going in and I'm creating this business. 
what was the reaction from some of the people around you? Like, was it like, yes, this is exactly what you're meant to be doing. Go and go for it. Or were there people in your life um, that were cautioning you or thought you were crazy? Um, because I think, you know, setting out to be, to, to do something like this in this really creative space um, for a lot of people would be really scary because it would be like, am I actually like, can I actually make it? Yeah. You know? So just tell me, tell me about that. What, what was the reaction? Yeah. So first of all, I feel like in the beginning of anything, there is so much self-doubt and so many challenges. That is how it always is going to be. So no matter what you're starting, no matter what you're doing, that is to be anticipated and just mm -hmm. how you kind of react and grow beyond it is what is the most important. Um, as for reactions, <laughs> we've talked about this before. Um, my parents are always very supportive. They always have been, but they definitely were nervous for me when I started. But if you think about it from a parent's perspective, that's totally understandable yeah, because they truly, yeah, they truly only want what's best for you. But when it came to random people or even friends who would ask me about what I was doing and then I would explain, they would sort of make like backhanded comments or sort of giggle. And I learned so much from these people. I actually, like, I want to thank these people. Mm -hmm. um, because they made it so that I don't take anything personally and realize that how these people react is a reflection of them. Right. So, hey, so, and you know, like what we do, it's so taboo still and just hard for many to understand. And I'm totally okay with that. It yeah. was time. I think that's, I love your point about thanking them and that you don't think, take things personally, because I think I'm like right on the edge of that. You know, I would say that my platform is growing and, and picking up speed for which I'm so grateful and excited. Um, and I really, I am someone just being totally honest that I like to be liked. Like I really, like I just, in general, I like to be liked. I like to make people happy. I'm, I love pleasing people. Um, and I've had to work really hard on, especially in this particular journey on standing on my own two legs and being like, what do I want? And the more bold I get with the content I put out or being vulnerable, saying out loud the things that I'm thinking, the more bold I get, um, you know, I am starting to get a little bit of that criticism. And I've talked about that before on the show. Like there was a time where someone's criticism or perceived lack of support for me and what I'm doing felt really devastating to me, yeah. um, which sounds dramatic, but it actually is how it was really deep in me that like need to be accepted. And then I'm finding myself growing more immune to it um, and getting more confident in the space and the message and, and what I'm doing and believing, like you're saying, like, I just really believe that um, I'm putting out truth and vulnerability and compassion that the world really needs. So, you know, it's uncomfortable for some people, but that's about them, not me. So I, right. love, I love that you went through that too. I feel like everything you're feeling is completely valid. That's natural, especially in the beginning of starting a business. 
And it's just hard for, I mean, just vulnerability in general is really hard to accept and to listen to and just experience. So, so I'm also wondering, so you've learned a lot of lessons, I'm sure through this, we talked about support. Um, what are a couple of the unexpected joys that have come out of this journey for you? What have been maybe some of like the, the fun surprises that you didn't see coming? Yeah. Um, I feel like, so there's been a few times where I've received an award or I've been invited to talk on a panel and I'm just like, what? Like me? Like they want to talk with me. Um, that's always really rewarding, but I think something that tops everything else is having a follower reach out to me and tell me that I changed their lives for the better or I helped them see in a more positive light. And I think those comments that I receive from people are just, oh, that's the best thing that I could ever receive. I'm so with you on that. In fact, it's the thing that keeps me going um, because I've had so many times, like I said, where I'm like, I'm tired or I'm wondering like, is what I'm doing, does it matter? Like, is it real? Or is this just a fun hobby for me? And as soon as I get a note, a text, a message on social media from someone that listened to one of my shows and was really touched by it, I, it like pulls me right back to the why behind what I'm doing. And it totally keeps me going. I agree with that. So tell me, so, you know, obviously with the name of the show imperfection wins, I talk a lot about perfection. It's something that I've always struggled with. Not a shocking um, fact since I've already said, I love to please people and all of that. So, um, but I'm really working on in, in part of the premise of the show is just really working on letting that stuff go and being willing to be vulnerable and be more authentic. So I'm sure, and just based on the story that you've already shared with us, that you have dealt with um, imperfection in terms of like having to remake recipes all the time until it's right. And so I'm just curious, um, what what's your outlook on perfection and um, what are some of the ways that you've been able to release that? Yeah, I feel like perfection is defined so differently across the board, depending mm-hmm. on who you are. But I know when I first started my Instagram account, I think we all know social media is a highlight reel. So everything yes. looks perfect all the time. Yeah. So it's really hard when you are running a business, um, working with brands, and you have. I don't, I don't want to say competition, but it is, it is in a sense competition, um, seeing all these other beautiful photos and food posts and is, does mine look that good? What can I do to better mine? And as soon as you stop with the comparison, you really find your, uh, I don't, your art form. It really just turns into something beautiful because you are no longer obsessing about am I doing this right? Does this look better? Or does this look as good as because that's not what you're doing, you're creating, you're coming from a place within. So as soon as you kind of drop the comparison, I think the perfection also disappears with that. And I think it's just really important to know that again, Instagram is a highlight reel. And there's just so much work that goes in behind. And it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. 
It is so frustrating. And actually, so we're going to take a really quick break, but that's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about next, which is social media, which you and I have talked about before. And it is, I have such a love hate with it as a lot of people do. Um, but I'm hoping that from our conversation, people won't have a hate hate with it. It's like you, you can get to the love hate, like just more balanced. Um, okay, everyone, we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dig into social media. I think you're all going to find it fascinating and informative. Um, and again, you are listening to Sam Willing on the Imperfection Wins show, KKNW. 1150. Hey everybody, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about the resources on my newly launched website, samwilling.com. If you are looking for some tools to help you identify your unique value, say no to fear, simplify your to-do list, or practice gratitude, go on over to samwilling.com and click on the growth toolkit tab. There you'll find free downloadable tools that are beautifully crafted and helpful. If you're interested in listening to some of the earlier Imperfection Wins podcasts, you can find all episodes under the podcast tab. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter or send me a message while you're there. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget that's samwilling.com. That's samwilling.com. Happy listening. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm here today with Gary Ann Sheridan, and she is the fa- fantastic creator and owner of the PT Prodigy, which is such an amazing resource for um, life and creativity and healthy eating and amazing recipes. So, Gary Ann, before we went to break, we started talking about perfection and imperfection and social media. And you have such a great presence on social media. And as you mentioned before we went to break, um, Instagram is a highlight reel. And you, I would say, have one of my favorite highlight reels. You also are super honest and um, share your vulnerability and struggles on it too, which I really appreciate but it's beautiful. Your feed is beautiful. So I'm curious though, um, you know, as I mentioned before we went to break, social media is hard. And I think I find that as I'm talking to people, they either adore social media, love it, and they're fully into it or they hate it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I would say I put off being on social media for such a long time. And when I started Imperfection Wins, I decided it was necessary. Like I, I needed to do Instagram. I needed to get on board and I had all, if you listen to early podcasts that I did, I had all of this angst and it just was like so stressful for me what to post how to get followers. And then I would get followers and lose followers. And it felt very personal to me. And it was just, it was just this weird thing. So, um, I feel like I've learned a lot about it and I'm sort of settling in one of the fate, my most favorite quotes that I heard, I went to see Elizabeth Gilbert speak shortly after I started imperfection wins when I was in the middle of all my social media angst. And Mm -hmm. one of the things she said was, um, someone asked her how she navigated social media. And she literally said, I don't, I I don't navigate it. Like if I feel like posting, I post. And if I don't, I don't, and I don't navigate it. And I was like, Oh, I just want to get there. So, um, I am curious about what are some of the lessons and the things that you have learned 
and experienced over social media. And can we talk a little bit about like, what are some of the good things? We know that there are a lot of hard things about social media, but what are some of the good things about it? Yeah, I do. I feel like social media is extremely intimidating, um, but there are so many perks as well. And it truly is exactly how you look at it. Um, it doesn't have to be that hard. You just mm -hmm. have to keep it simple, just like you were just saying. Um, Instagram specifically is definitely a highlight reel. Um, and I think that's okay as long as you're aware of that and you don't look at images on Instagram and think, wow, that's perfect. Everything's always perfect for that person because that's just not logical at all. Right. Um, this is my job. So of course I want to make my food look incredible, but that doesn't mean as soon as the camera is down, I don't turn it into a mush pile and devour it because that's <laughs> definitely what happens. But right. Also, there are a lot of haters. And I think that's what makes yeah. it so hard is because here you are with like good intentions and you have people attacking you. And I personally haven't experienced many, but I do get random people who will create fake accounts just to hate on like a piece of French toast I made, which is uh -huh. just kind of funny. Like it just makes me laugh now, but it's crazy. You just, you got to laugh. You have to roll with the punches. It's probably going to happen, unfortunately, yeah. but you just have to be able to roll around it and realize again that this is not, this doesn't have anything to do with you. This is a reflection of them and just do what, follow your drive. Just do what you want to do and don't forget why you're here. Yeah. I think it's what, what, one of the things that I would say, you know, like I said, I had so much angst going into social media and I also had all of these weird feelings of, um, the people in my life that know me really well know that I'm uncomfortable on social media. And I felt like, is there going to be all this judgment that like now suddenly I'm like this middle-aged woman who's like suddenly posting on social media. It just, it was so complicated for me. And, um, one of the things that I think has really helped me, and I think it's actually a really beautiful side. And it's also given me more compassion and understanding for my teenage kids is that I have actually had some real relationships develop on social media. And I think that's something, you know, before I was on I would always, I would sort of give my kids a hard time because, you know, they're the generation, like they are so into technology and they, we would have these conversations where, um, one of my kids would be talking about someone and I would say like, like they were friends and I would say something to them like, well, have you ever, I've like, I've never heard of this person. Have you ever actually met them like in person? Mm -hmm. And they would say, no, but we talk all the time on social media or we talk all the time on Snapchat. And I would say, um, well, that's not a real relationship. Like that is not, I was sort of like, that is a fake relationship. And I had all these ideas in my head about, oh my gosh, these kids are not going to know how to talk or engage with people. And they're not going to know how to develop meaningful relationships. Um, and all these things that, that we hear a lot, you know, um, about that generation or, or people who are more into technology and social media. And I think one of the surprises for me has been, you know, I have actually had a handful of really meaningful connections come out of social media. And I almost feel, um, now 
like it actually makes the world smaller because yeah. like you, for example, I mean, I, how else would I ever have found you, um, talked with you on a phone, on the phone, developed this connection and relationship, you know, that, that hopefully will go on. And I have several people, um, in my life now that weren't, weren't there before social media that live all over the United States. Yes. I am so thankful for social media in that aspect. I know when I first started, I personally remember seeing all of these relationships between individuals. And I was like, I feel like this is not real. There's no way that these guys got so close. Mm -hmm. And then because nothing happens fast, as we know, everything takes time. I have now developed so many different friendships, one being with you. And if we didn't have Instagram, social media, we would have never met. And I just think that's so beautiful. And I feel like I've known a handful of these people now for my whole life. And it's, I feel like I know them better than I know some of my best friends from home. You know what I mean? It's just, it's mind blowing. It is. It's really mind blowing. And I think there's, it's also amazing. I think it's just a testament to the human spirit and the longing that we all have to connect, um, and have someone see us really clearly and know our heart, you know, and I think even the, um, you know, the little wooden hearts that, um, the one I sent you and the one, the ones that I give out, like that has been another blessing from social media. I mean, here is a story that when I started doing that, I literally never in my wildest dreams ever anticipated the hearts becoming a thing. I I just, it never, ever crossed my mind. And the only way that those hearts have, I mean, now we've done almost 2000 hearts. I know. Right. And they're literally all over the country and people are ordering them all over the country. And the only reason that's happening is social media. Yeah. I have mine perched up right here. (laughs) Oh, it makes me so happy. I love it. Oh, they're just the best. And it started out as really like, it really was just not, um, even something that I even thought of as a brand. It, same with this show. It just wasn't, so, I was just like, Oh, this is this fun, creative thing that I'm doing. And if I didn't have a platform like social media to help it grow, it still would be this very small thing that I was doing on the side. Yeah. Um, so I think that that is, is a really bright spot and I'm super grateful for the friendships I've made. And I'm so grateful that you um, came and talked with me today. Me too. Uh, It's so fun. I feel like we could talk forever. And I do, um, before we go, I want, I want to ask you one more question and then I want you to tell everyone how they can get in touch with you and find you because everybody should be following you. Okay. So last question, do you have any like little snippet of advice for women that are just on the verge of going for it, or maybe the ones like me who are like right in that messy middle, any, any words of advice or things that you would tell them to keep going? Absolutely. Um, one of the most popular questions I get is how, how do I start or how do I follow my dreams? I guess you could say, um, and my advice to that is if you're passionate about something and you know exactly what you want to do, just do it. There is absolutely no right time to start something. It's simply about creating it, growing with it, and learning from it. You can only go up from there. 
And I feel if you have done that, and let's say you're at more of a headspace that you are, you are in a very congested time that will, it will fizzle out and you will find like your very clear path. It just takes time because you need to learn. You need to learn from your failures and maybe what strikes your passion a little bit more than something else. And again, it's just keeping it simple and letting time tell you where to go. I love that. I actually really needed that advice. And I actually love the word that you used around congested. Like this is like, I I always think of it as the messy middle and you're right. It's a very congested time, um, especially for someone like me who has started, um, and is working towards something, but I'm not even exactly sure what I'm working towards. And so, um, Thank you. I, and I agree with you. I think there's a lot, I think it is the time to learn and that's such an important part of, um, being able to, to finally break through the other side. And I look at you and and what you've built is so beautiful and it's so admirable. And, um, I just wish you the best success and that it keeps growing. Um, and will you just tell everyone how they can get in touch with you and follow you and, and find your amazing recipes too? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's always so nice talking with you. Um, but you guys can find me on Instagram at the Peachy Prodigy. I also have Facebook, Pinterest, everything is under the Peachy Prodigy, and of course, thepeachyprodigy.com. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. This is so fun. Okay, listeners, that is a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed it. And don't forget to like, share, and leave a review for the show on iTunes. And if you want to, check out my website, samwilling.com, and follow me on Instagram at imperfection.wins. And join me next week for another fun show. I can't wait for it. And until then, be kind, have courage, and give yourself and others grace. Have a great Monday.